the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Welcome back to No Buts About It. It is Sunday, August 27th, 2023. I am in my dining room with terrible lighting, as one of the YouTube commenters pointed out. I'm working on it. Hopefully this is a bit better. You can see my face this time. Didn't get my blackout curtain for this window. This window over here, right now it's not so bad, but during certain times of day, it it ruins the whole lighting situation. It bothers me. It bothers viewers. So we're working on it. Chuss is in his basement with impeccable lighting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, there are actually no windows down here. No so. windows. So that's no window. That's the problem is windows. We need to get rid of the windows in houses. Um, Did somebody actually complain in the comments? I someone, the someone comments. in the comments. It, it, he wasn't complaining. He was giving feedback, and it was it was good feedback oh. too. And so, no, I just I just didn't know that somebody had said anything about it. Yeah, but. I think it's under. Uh, the most recent video that I did with the Cardinal rule, uh, Joe Camo, which Good. if you haven't gone mm-hmm. and watched that video, you should go watch it. Cause he brings a lot of insights about um, Cardinals trading Isaiah Simmons. They traded Josh Jones. Um, they brought in Josh Dobbs, which had a lot of people asking mm-hmm. is Kyler Murray going to be on his way out. Are you tanking for Caleb Williams next year? Um, Joe's thought, I think Joe had some great thoughts in that video. I'll put a link to that video in the description so you can check that out if you so desire. Uh, Chuss, do you think the Cardinals are tanking for Caleb Williams? Maybe. Um, I feel like it would be kind of odd that they do because, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think Kyler Murray's that bad of a quarterback. I just think that, like, the, the team that surrounds him is just not – the greatest and they've kind of deteriorated over time and stuff. And I get Kyler Murray a lot of times is hurt and stuff, but I don't think he's like the worst quarterback ever. I mean, I do think it would be interesting if they did tank for him, but um, I mean, I guess anything's possible. I mean, trading away a lot of your players, I mean, trying to gather up some picks and stuff. Cause a lot of the trades had to do with like picks, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't really look too well, far. Yeah. So like, so Isaiah Simmons, they only got a seventh round pick for him, which I thought was low. Joe had, some thought other thought i don't want to spoil it i want people to go watch the video so well yeah yeah no but, just keep but but yeah i mean like those dra- i mean i i think some of the picks were low but i mean you never know i mean sometimes those seventh sixth round fifth round picks that you get can actually end up benefiting you guys in the long run like cardinals fans and cardinals like the team or whatnot um i think it could benefit you guys because like you know seventh round picks aren't the best but it's better than nothing and you could get somebody that's like a slow development player, but like ends up being like 
decent enough to start someday, like a future starter type thing. It could be like a seventh round running back, you know, it could be a guy that you're like, he's okay. He ends up on the practice squad and then he ends up just like slowly making his way onto the roster in a couple of years. I mean, that's kind of what you have to expect with fifth, sixth and seventh round talents. I mean, sometimes you get lucky, but I mean, I don't think it's a bad move, but it definitely makes you wonder what they're trying to do this year, because I feel like it would be weird for them to tank for him, the quarterback, Caleb Williams. But I think that, I mean, I guess anything's possible. So I think they need some more work before they focus on a quarterback. I think they need a lot of help on offense and defense. So that's just me. If you are watching on Spotify or listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts or something, go over to YouTube, look up no buts about it. Find our YouTube channel. The logo is the same. I've been posting videos that aren't necessarily in the podcast. So it's something extra that you can listen to. Uh, one of those is my interview with Joe Camo of the Cardinal Rule. He had some great insights to the Arizona Cardinals. Another video I also uh, talked about was Mr. Trey Lance. I did a recap video of his career, and I kind of had my thoughts at the end. And literally the day after I published it on YouTube, we find out what happened with Trey Lance. Trey Lance got traded from the San Francisco 49ers after they named Sam Darnold the backup quarterback, and they got a fourth-round pick for him. So uh, I'm going to once again tell you, originally the 49ers traded up to the third overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. They traded a third-rounder and then three first-rounders to get up there. Uh They've only gotten a fourth-round pick back for him. What do you think the future of Trey Lance is? Oh, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to tell because initially, you know, you, you trade up for this guy who, you know, for the 49ers, they felt like Trey Lance could be the next franchise quarterback for them just to find out that Mr. Irrelevant would end up being the player to fill that shoes later down the, later down the line with Brock Purdy. And it's kind of interesting with Trey Lance because he's been hurt a lot of his career so far in the NFL. You know, I figured at some point they would try to at least give him that second that um, second string spot at some point, just in case, you know, Purdy doesn't perform to the uh, potential that they want him to. Maybe then at that point you put in your first round talent with Trey Lance because we really haven't seen a whole lot of Trey Lance. I mean, he's played a couple games. I, I don't know his win-loss ratio. I don't know that off the top of my head. I don't do my in-depth Trey Lance research because he's just been kind of on the back burner compared to Brock Purdy. But it does it does make you wonder because I don't think Dallas is necessarily like bringing in Trey Lance as a stepping stone for them to be like, oh, yeah, Dak Prescott, you're going to be on your way out. But it does make you wonder he's because I, I just – I mean, I don't <laughs> think so. But, but really, you never know. I mean, like it could be a situation where Dak Prescott is like underperforming a little bit for the Cowboys this year. And you put in Trey Lance and he does really good. Even if it gets you like nine and eight or something, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to go nine and eight, but I'm just saying like a hypothetical where, you know, Pollard gets hurt and you have a lot of injuries that you're dealing with. I mean, it is a good possibility that you could be in a situation where Trey Lance starts, but if Dak's doing well and the team's, you know, chugging along with Dak, I, I don't really know what the future could be for Trey Lance. I mean, I feel like, it's kind of unfortunate for the 49ers because they went from having to trade up for that first round pick to getting a value of a fourth round pick for him. And not that fourth round picks are bad. It's just for the value that you were given. And this was only two years ago, mind you, the fact that his value has plummeted that far really 
says a lot, but we really, I feel like we haven't seen a lot from him. Maybe Dallas will be where he gets his second chance, but right now I don't think Dallas is going to be in a mode to want him to start him at any point, really. I, I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about Jerry Jones as well, because Jerry Jones has said some very strange, he's said a lot of strange things in the past, but he's said a lot of weird things this year. Um, especially like Zach Martin, he is still holding out wanting to be paid. And Jerry Jones is just like, he'll come back and he's rated 99 overall in Madden. They're not paying him. They're finding him right mm-hmm. now for missing training camp. Um, any team would love to have him. He's, he's got more, uh, Pro Bowls than he has penalties. So, fan- yeah. fantastic offensive lineman. Um, Jerry Jones has kind of been like, whatever to that. And then, I forget the guy's name, but he <laughs> he got arrested. I think it was a defensive end for the Cowboys. He got arrested for speeding again. And Jerry Jones was like, I don't want this to sound too shallow, but last time it was 60 miles over the speed limit. This time it's only 30 I want that shows maturity. It shows he's growing. And I was like, "What are you? <laughs> Jerry? No, uh, no, that's, that's not what that, that shows. My, yeah. <laughs> that's not what that that's shows. Not a, that's not a good look. No, that's not a good look at all. I didn't even hear that interview. I'm yeah. He he I'm was appalled. I'm appalled. He was like the dude got arrested for the same thing again, but he less less miles well, over the speed limit. So, well, okay. Put this in like perspective here. It, it, I don't really know if this guy was speeding on a highway or what, but if he was speeding on a highway, let's just say the speed limit's like, I mean, it could be from a range of 55 miles per hour to like 70 miles per hour. If he's going at 30 miles over the speed limit in a 70 mile per hour zone, he's going 100. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm pretty, I'm almost positive Henry Ruggs killed somebody at like 120, 130. Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, oh, you're going 60 miles. Bro, that's that's like Henry Ruggs numbers. That's terrible. Yep. Like that's, you could, he could literally kill somebody. I feel like Jerry Jones should be taking that a little bit more seriously than showing showing maturity. No, it's not showing maturity. It's just showing that he's not going as fast so that he doesn't get like arrested for it. I mean, I don't know. Did he get arrested for it again? I think he got arrested. He could, I yeah, that I, I, would make sense because it's, um, I, 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 would, I would assume it's like reckless endangerment. Yeah, I don't, he didn't get... I don't think he had a DUI. I don't want to say that he had a DUI. No, I don't. Um, Sam yeah. Williams. Oh, Sam Sam Williams arrested Sunday on THC uh, and weapons charges, according to the Fort Worth Star Telegram. So that's what the charges were. But he was also speeding. So oh. not not great. And. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's. I thought it would have been like a reckless driving thing, not reckless endangerment. I feel like that's car, that's that's something different. The car was totaled in the crash. <laughs> um, of course it was. Yes. So not not a great move for uh, Sam Williams of the Dallas Cowboys, but hey, it shows growth and maturity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go, Gary Jones. Let's so, go. I mean, there was speculation that, like, maybe Dak wanted paid more than what he's being paid, and so they're bringing in Trey Lance to kind of 
do that. But then Jerry Jones is also apparently Dak was didn't even know they were bringing in Trey Lance. They told Dak like right before the preseason game started, <laughs> and I think I, I think Dak handled it really well. In uh, Dak's quote, he's like, "I mean, yeah, I wish I would have known, but I mean that's the way it is, and I feel confident in my game." The, then he pivoted and he said, "The person I feel bad for is Will Greer." Because they've already told Will Greer that he's on his way out now because they don't need him because they have Lance and Cooper Rush as well. So he said Will Greer has always come in, worked hard, and kind of gave Will Greer a resume boost now that Will Greer is going to be a free agent that yeah. another team might want to pick up. So I thought that was um, very, very uh, commendable of Dak because – I know Dak gets a lot of hate and some of it might be warranted. Some of it might not. Um, But I thought that that was a really good move on Dak's part. Yeah. I mean, it always shows good maturity levels and stuff. And that's kind of what you want from your franchise guy. Like, I mean, obviously the Cowboys are really rolling with Dak being that guy. So for him to show maturity with Trey Lance being, you know, second string, probably more than likely second string, Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, it was very, it was very good that he said that and how he said it. That's real so. maturity. That's actual maturity. That's that, actual that maturity. that we want to follow and, on the Cowboys. But 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 Jer- but but, but he, Mr. Jones, Coach Jones, Jerry Jones will not will not say that that's maturity. He mm-hmm. will say that that is typical. He will say something like he'll be like, "Oh, that's immaturity" or something. I don't know what Dak, he would say, but he would he he won't highlight that. Dak shouldn't even be talking about that stuff. He just needs to go out there and throw the football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jerry Jones moment. Yeah. Um I yeah, that was just commendable. I don't think Trey is gonna be a starter, to be honest, but we'll see. I mean we'll see. I mean we don't know. I mean there is I've, a chance. I mean, like I said, he's been hurt, but if he's been able to be drafted in the first round, obviously he has some potential, but since he hasn't played so much, it does make you wonder if he will ever played to that potential that he was drafted at you know i mean because you had like quarterbacks get drafted that in the first round that have like never done really anything at all i mean go figure i mean right now mitchell trubitsky is backing up a uh quarterback in pittsburgh currently um who was once a starter for the bears second overall pick in 2017 but that's what i'm saying like sometimes like you can have them start for a couple of years and then they're kind of good and then like obviously the bears had some like decent seasons i mean they had one really winning season and then a decent season and they had some losing seasons in there but i mean he wasn't terrible but he definitely wasn't like the guy that they needed so they brought in justin fields and granted like trey lance could be the same thing it could just be like a situation where it's like well we dropped him in the first round we don't think he's ever going to start now well maybe it's time to just kind of secure that backup role i mean he's getting paid pretty high i mean he's going to end up having to take a pay cut and if he doesn't take that pay cut after his couple of i don't know how many years are left on his contract it's probably what year three he's going in year, year two year three, three, three yeah. year, year three year three so so he'll have like this year and next year and then it, he's gonna have to take a pay cut if he doesn't start because there's no way they're gonna yeah. give him he's not gonna get like, starter money and i don't no. i don't think he'd be dumb enough to ask for that i didn't think that and he, he should have gone in the first round anyway though but I have never I mean, liked that pick, and it's nothing against Trey Lance as a person. It's just I thought that it was a stupid move by John Lynch, and mm-hmm. 
and I do not say that lightly because I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are both geniuses. I think it was a rare flaw that they made in their draft picks, and it came back to bite them, and Brock Purdy bailed them out. Luckily, yeah. I, and I mean, as long as Brock Purdy consistently does well. Yes. Because – Remember, Brock Purdy did do really, really, really well last year, and he did get hurt in that championship game. Mm-hmm. So we really don't know how that would have went. Um, but it does make you wonder how he's going to perform going into, you know, 17 weeks of football and on top of that playoffs if they make it that far, which you're you're expecting them to, obviously. I mean, I'm expecting them to make playoffs again at some sort of record, but it does make you wonder about San Francisco. I mean, that division, though, th- their biggest threat, is the Seahawks. I mean, yeah, the but like still. They're, they're, I, and they're, they're a very good team. I'm just saying if the 49ers don't make the playoffs, it would be shocking because they're in a weak conference and a weak division. So, I mean, but you know, you, yeah, I mean like more than likely saying, but like at what record and then will they be able to replicate what they did last year and make mm-hmm. it to the NFC championship? It, it because in my opinion, I feel like they could definitely do really well this year, or they could flop a little lower than many people expect them to and finish like a ten and seven. I mean, I still think they're going to finish double digits. I don't think they're. I think their literal floor is like ten or eleven. So like, but I, I do. It does make you wonder like, what could happen with San Francisco going into like a wild card this year because they're not getting the first round by. I don't know who's going to get the first round by, but I don't think it's going to be San Francisco. I think it would be them or Philadelphia. Again? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who do you think? Who do you think is going to be the AFC? Uh, who do you who, who do you think is going to get the AFC one? Bengals or Chiefs? I think I think Bengals are going to get two, and or uh, it's going to be the Bengals. I think it's going to be the Bengals or the Chiefs. I don't know, but I, I have this. Uh, I had this bet with a friend that the Bengals are going to be one and done this year. <laughs> so, Wait, what? You think yeah, we're going to go bet. into the? You think we're going to go into the wild card and just lose or something? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, bro, you almost lost. You almost lost last year to the Ravens. You got hey, bailed out hey, by a fumble. Almost. And then the second one, you got bailed out by a dumb pass interference that wasn't even a pass interference. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, buddy. Uh, yeah, listen, I don't care, but there's going to be a time, and I think it's going to be this year where you guys are going to end up losing in a no, while. No, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. I hope so, but Super Bowl also season. I don't hope so. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys versus like, I don't know, like the Eagles or something. We'll take them out. We got the Eagles. We had the Chiefs. We had the Rams. The Rams, Aaron Donald lined off offsides. Yeah. And there was a pass interference called on the during the Raiders game that was never called either, or that was called, which it wasn't pass it interference. Was, was, hey, and you guys won the game. If the Logan, Raiders should have been in the Super Bowl. The Raiders no, should have oh, been that, in the Super that, Bowl. That's what you're going yeah. with. Derek Carr yeah, and the, the Raiders, Raiders should have been in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Yes, they should have been in the Super Bowl. No. Aaron Donald lined up <laughs> offsides. Logan Wilson got called for a BS pass interference call that set up Cooper Cup's touchdown that shouldn't have happened. And I'll, I'll, I'm not even mad about the Logan Wilson thing because, yes, T. Higgins had that BS, like, face mask thing that he shouldn't have done, and that didn't get called. So those two can cancel each other out. Aaron Donald lined up offsides, though, and Jamar was wide open. So mm. we would have won. But 
That is hey, that is in the past. We um, uh, you would have almost only counts in horseshoes or whatever you said, whatever that weird <laughs> saying that you said. And you're you're you literally just using this against yourself. Almost, yourself. almost. I, I agree. I agree. It's in the past. It doesn't matter because the Bengals are winning the Super Bowl this year. It's our depth. <laughs> we have so much depth, except at backup quarterback. But other than that, we have so much depth. I think you guys are a great team, but. We are bringing, but if we get a good I'm, backup quarterback, oh my gosh, we'll be unstoppable. Maybe. Oh, the, our wide receiver depth. Oh my gosh, our, our Losivas has been so good. Yoshi, Yoshi's been killing it for us. Charlie Jones so, so you, is going to be good. So, what are you guys going to be sixteen and one this year? Probably. And we'll probably lose to the Browns for some reason. <laughs> now you'll, you'll, you're going to lose to the Steelers. No, that one loss is going to be the Browns. for. It'll be some random team that we lose to. But we're getting off track a little bit. Kind of. Not really. That's just part of the show. It's still, sport, it's still sports talk. It's not like yeah. we're talking about like Mountain Dew and what Joe Burrow's favorite Mountain Dew flavor is. I don't, I don't know what that is, but um, probably Baja Blast. I, I mean, I, I think he's a Baja Blast guy. He seems like a Baja Blast guy. But, I guess um, we'll have to, we'll, we'll ask him someday yes, for us yes. for our viewers. Um, Jonathan Taylor, we've got that yes, whole, si- we've got that whole situation going on. Uh, Josh Jacobs just ended his holdout with the Raiders. It was signed a one-year, twelve million dollar deal. And now Jonathan Taylor is the last big name running back that I'm aware of that is still holding out for money. Um, his situation's really weird. And I think that he got some terrible advice from his agent because he's injured. He's on the pup list. Yes. He can't try out for other teams. He He's claiming he's not injured, but he's also saying that he can't practice because he has back issues. So I don't. There's so many like things going on that everything's like crossing and it's just getting confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why a team would trade for him at this point. Well, there was talks. I don't know if you saw this, but I know that the Miami Dolphins are interested. The Dolphins are interested. The Bears are interested. There's a lot of teams that are interested, but why would you trade for a guy who he's like, uh, it sounds like he's saying, I want you to trade for me but I can't show you what I can do. Yeah. Why would you, why would you do that? And do you think like the Josh Jacobs signing is going to affect that? Because Josh Jacobs did lead the league last year in rushing yards. So, I mean, I mean with, with him though, I I think that I I feel like I, I don't like when players hold out because it really frustrates me because, because of the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. That was like, I feel like Le'Veon Bell has ruined the league for that reason. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of players – I mean, players would hold out, but I feel like after the whole Le'Veon Bell sitting out for the year, I feel like everyone was just like, yeah, I'll sit out for the year now. And then, like, Melvin Gordon sat out for half the year. And, like, I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, Jonathan Taylor tried to pull that. But I think it's BS just because, I mean, you have a team that you can play for. And if you're unhappy there, just play your last season there and then just don't re-sign with them. Like, it's not that hard. You don't have to sit out and be like, I want more money. I love Indianapolis, but I want more <laughs> money. It's like, I like, well, obviously, if you want more money and you're happy in India, like, you wouldn't be happy or like, you wouldn't like if you were being if you if you were being paid, 
okay? Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Taylor was being paid what he wanted. He would be happy, but he was like, I'm happy in Indianapolis, but I'm not getting paid enough. Well, then go somewhere where you will be happy and you will be getting paid enough. So, and if that, I was like trying to figure out the words in my head. I could picture it in my head, but I was just stuttering over the same words. But like, but with Jonathan Taylor, I think it is very interesting because I think with him, I think he can excel in a lot of good teams. And I think that he would be an asset to like at least half the NFL teams. Just in my opinion, just play out the year, finish it out. If Indianapolis doesn't give you the contract that you don't want, okay, who cares? If you have 1,100 yards rushing and like 12 touchdowns, you can take your resume and go to, I don't know, Chicago or something. Uh, it's just a, it wouldn't be Chicago, but you can go to Chicago. Chicago. Was interested. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking more or less like Chicago wouldn't take him, but I mean, I guess they probably could benefit from him, but like, Let's just, yeah, let's say it's Chicago. Chicago might be willing to pay you the money that you want. And you're on a team that actually might like benefit from having you. And they are, they're on, they could be on the up and up. Everyone's talking really highly of the Bears this year. Maybe, you know, maybe he could go there next year. Maybe they, maybe they're just short this year, finish eight and nine or something. And then next thing you know, you put Jonathan Taylor on there and they're 10 and seven. Like, I mean, like you, you really don't know. So, I mean, he could be a big piece in some of these teams, but I think he should not hold out because if he does hold out he's gonna have no 2023 resume to give these teams and then they're just gonna give Mm -hmm. him the minimal and then he might not get signed so and i think i think players need to ask themselves and i'm sure a lot of them do um do i want like generational wealth to where my family's gonna be set for life do i want to be the highest paid at my position ever or do i want rings because a lot of times those things are mutually exclusive and you can, you can get mm-hmm. a lot of money still. You can get that generational wealth and not be the highest paid while also building a team around you because like the chiefs are probably going to lose Chris Jones because he wants to be higher paid. They're not willing to pay him. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of players who they've been on very good teams and then the team didn't want to pay them, make them the highest paid in the NFL for their position and the player left and they go to a team that's not as good, but Hey, they're getting paid a lot. Yeah. So what, and a a lot of these guys hate losing. That's why they're pros. That's why they're professionals is because losing is so antithetical to their very being. Are you okay with maybe going one or two seasons on a one and 16, two and 14 or two and uh, math is hard two and 15 team. Three, but yeah. getting $30 million a year. Jonathan Taylor, I'm not even sure that he has put enough up there, in my opinion. And as a guy who likes the Colts as my second team, yes, he's very good. He's an elite running back, but he's also shown injury issues. He's had injury issues in the past. I don't know that he's shown me that he is worth putting the entire franchise on the back of. And we don't no. know we don't know what Anthony Richardson's going to be. We don't know how Alec Pierce is going to pan out. There are still questions about Michael Pittman Jr., I think. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox. Mo Alley-Cox might get cut because these younger tight ends are doing well. They've got Jelani Woods. Um, you still have the whole question with uh, Darius – not Campbell, but um, what's his name? Darius, the linebacker. Oh, uh, well, I – I, I would be able to tell you. I just know. forgot it, but he's had injury issues. So are you going to re-sign him? Darius, Darius Colts player. 
Okay, uh, there's like six of them. Shaquille Leonard. He changed. He started going by Shaquille instead of Darius. Oh yeah, Darius Shaquille Leonard. Yeah, yeah. he started Cause, going cause by Shaquille. Because when I looked up Darius, yeah, it came up with like Darius Anderson, even yeah, though it no. said something about he, COVID. Right. Last season, he started going by Shaquille, and that's why I couldn't remember what it was. But yeah, Shaquille Leonard. Do you re-sign him? He's gonna probably need a lot of money. So the Colts aren't in a position right now where they're going to go win a championship. It's not going to happen right with this team. Um, They're still building, they're rebuilding. So they might just say, okay, Jonathan, if you really want that much money, you can either be a part of the rebuild or you can, or we're just going to move on from you. Cause we've already seen teams win Super Bowls with an average running back. We have. I mean, you don't need like a stud running back to win a Super Bowl. I mean, you just need you just need enough pieces to win, is what I've learned. It's like if you have a solid defense and like an okay offense, okay. If you have a good offense and a decent defense, okay. But like some player positions aren't like in depth. Like I feel like there's some teams that are like really, really lucky that have gotten, you know, like in your opinion like with the Bengals, for example, you have like three stud wide receivers, you have a stud quarterback, and you have a stud running back. And then obviously on your defense, you have a solid defense as well. So I feel like you guys are well-rounded. And then you have like teams where they might just need a little bit of help in that running back room and they could be, you know, they could be better than they are. But like we've seen, like you said, we've seen teams go in with like average running backs. I mean, I don't, when the Rams beat you guys, do you, I don't know how good that running back was for the Rams. I don't really remember which running back. (laughs) The Rams had Cam Akers. Yeah. And Daryl Henderson Jr. That was that year, yeah, and, and they were like, and, and but it's like they weren't like they were bad. I mean, I think they played okay, but like, I don't think that they are like some like next level crazy talented you know team running backs. But I mean, they were they were fine. I mean, Cam Akers was a bust in fantasy that year, but you don't need a running back that is going to win you games. You need a running back that isn't going to cause you to lose games. If that makes sense, yeah. Like, you need a guy who isn't going to fumble every time you hand him the ball. Well, yes. So, and you also don't need a uh, an old Chris Carson in Madden 23 who, when you try to hand the ball off to him on a third and two, he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage and gets you down to fourth and five. Yeah. My Madden face of the franchise is not going real well. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I was uh, very upset. So. But I think like the Chiefs had Pacheco last year and the Eagles had Miles Sanders. Uh, yes. year before, Bengals had Joe Mixon and the – Rams, like I said, had Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson Jr. I think Akers was injured, though. I can't remember for sure. You had yeah, I think it. I think he got hurt, and then I think he kind of came back, but they didn't really use him that much. I don't really remember. Yeah. I feel like those two those two seasons were just such blurs to me, and I don't know why. The Buccaneers had Leonard Fournette. The Chiefs had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he got hurt, and I believe Damian Williams played that season. As Probably, yeah. I think Jarek McKinnon may have Jarek played McKinnon at some was point. there, but like, it's not like Derrick Henry hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Austin no. Eckler hasn't been to a Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey hasn't been to one yet, and they're all stud elite running backs, but they aren't going to be the ones to carry the team on their back. Apparently, no. they need they need help, and that's fair. That you can't just run the ball every game, or else the defense is just going to crowd the line. Yeah, and they're just going to go and blitz it. Like, obviously, you know. But. So, but, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion, should play this year 
and then consider going elsewhere. Because, like, I mean, there's going to be teams that are going to need him or want him next year. But it's just a matter of, like, if you have no resume, you might not get signed until, like, somebody's, like, desperate. You know, I mean, like, go figure. I mean, like, Odell didn't get signed, or he was going to get signed last year, but he was going to get signed, like, midseason. I mean, didn't he get signed midseason with the freaking Rams the year they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's like so. I mean, he doesn't really have like that big of a resume where they're like, "Oh, we need to sign you to like a full, like multiple season deal." It's just like we're gonna finish off the season one year, you know, and then it's just. So I feel like Jonathan Taylor really needs to think, think this through. Yeah, I would yeah, just I, say I, take a prove it deal. Yeah, and on top of that too, if he sits out, let's say he sits out the full year and pulls Le'Veon Bell, we have no idea what his skill level is gonna be come next year. That's the same struggle that we're having with Deshaun Watson. It's like he, he's been off for so long that, like, he comes back and he's getting his feet wet. Oh, he's getting his feet wet. But, like, is he the same player as he was back, you know, years and years ago? Probably not. I mean, there is a chance. But, like, I don't know. I feel like there's something odd in the Cleveland scheme and Clee, everything like that. Clee collects in the, in the YouTube comment section. He said he doesn't think it's possible that Deshaun has already lost all of that athleticism and such. He thinks he's going to be back to a top 15, at least quarterback in the NFL. And, uh, but I will say, uh, I will say we were right about Dorian Thompson Robinson. He got that second spot. We posted that video and I said, we said he's going to be QB two potential starter material. And there were people who met, who, DM me who messaged me and were like, dude, this guy is fourth on the depth chart. He is not going to, well, you know what happened? Kellen Mond got cut and Josh Dobbs got traded to the Cardinals. And where's DTR? He's in that number two spot right now. So that's a win for no buts about it. <laughs> Let's go. I was, I think with, with the Deshaun Watson discussion though, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times. Um, I think with Watson, I, I just think that, I think he has all the potential in the world, but I don't know. I just feel like something in Cleveland is just not giving me a good taste in my mouth. I mean, granted, it's like it's not saying like, oh yeah, I, I'm I'm a Steelers fan. Of course, you're gonna say that because it's an AFC North rival. No, because like, I I mean like don't don't get me wrong. Like I don't like the Bengals, but I respect how talented and great your team is. And, but I think Baltimore's a little overrated. I don't think Baltimore is going to be some like demolish like the like destroying team but i think they're going to be good uh, i'm probably better than the steelers or like within one game i feel like our division is going to be within one or two games of each other i feel like i don't feel like it's going to be i feel like it's going to be like 13 and 4 you know like 12 and 5 and like 11 and 6 and then like you know like whoever the last one is, is like you know 8 and 9 or something but um nonetheless um i, I think there's just something interesting about that Cleveland Browns team always because I mean they brought in Jadavian Clowney last year and like he did like a couple like he just did nothing. He's gone. And it's like and he was yeah I know and he was like and it's not like he he was an all star like it's not like he's some just random guy that was like decent he was an all star and then he does nothing in Cleveland okay and then like you're bringing in these players that just aren't doing a whole lot that are like really supposed to be these talented players but they're just not doing anything this has been going on for years mm -hmm. so it, it makes you really wonder if there's like something like deeply rooted that is wrong with the browns organization like with like how they're running things because there is no way that they like i mean they had that one like good year where they went to the divisional but it really does make you wonder like wait wait you are you talking about the year that they 
beat the Steelers? Yeah. In the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page there. Yeah. And I wanted yeah. to hear you say it. <laughs> I, I, as if it doesn't, bo- like, it, you act like it hurts me internally when I still just like thinking about my glory days of uh, when, when the, when the Bengals choked enough with Jeremy Hill to not win a playoff game. Vontaze perfect. Yeah. Well, Vontaze perfect also may have messed up AB for the rest of his life, but we don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't think Bengals fans like Vontaze perfect anyway. So it's like, Okay. No, I mean, so it doesn't matter. I mean, anyway, but like, yeah. So they, they, but it does make you wonder what's going on in the Browns organization. You know, uh, definitely. I just, I need to see proof from Deshaun that he is back. I'm not just gonna say this is who he was before. The legal stuff is done, so he's back to that form. That just doesn't make sense to me. You lose muscle very rapidly when you're not working out as regularly as you need to, to maintain, especially at the professional level to maintain that level of athleticism. I think Mm -hmm. mentally his game is probably still there, but I think that that's true of a lot of players. Um, Always. I think Tom Brady was mentally still, he could have played till he was 60 mentally, but physically it just, you know, just the way getting older works. Sometimes you can't do it anymore. And then, so, but I mean, we'll be able to further evaluate Deshaun Watson in the first two weeks because obviously the uh, the Browns will be uh, versing Cincinnati, where Cincinnati will be traveling to Cleveland week one, and then obviously Cleveland will be traveling to Pittsburgh week two for Monday Night Football as well. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll obviously update you on what we think of Deshaun Watson. And obviously if either of our team loses somewhere along the way, in one of those two games, then we'll obviously be able to know, oh, Deshaun Watson looked good, or, oh, Deshaun Watson did nothing, our offense or our defense or blah, 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 just didn't keep up. Or, you know, we can we'll, we'll, we can discuss it. But for now, let's see if Deshaun Watson can cook in the next two weeks against these two teams, which I'm pretty high on the Steelers this year. I think they are 10 times better than they were last year. Um, I definitely – it's definitely something special to keep an eye on. I feel like watching, like, tapes of, like, these preseason games and stuff gives me uh, – 2000 and I guess it would have been what 2004 2005 season vibes when you were three so, you remember that I don't remember it but I did <laughs> watch I like I went back and I watched some of the, the like some of the, like weird weird highlights but more or less like a lot of things a lot of things are like lining up just okay. perfectly and it just I'm not saying we're gonna win a Super Bowl but it makes you like really passionate that like just don't sleep on them I just meant like that, a lot of I, that like a lot of feeling I just I feel like the, the the depth. I know you you were talking highly on how good your depth is. When our fourth like our third and fourth strings even going in, like I feel like they were just making some decent plays too, and like our second strings look like dogs. It just makes us. Re- it makes me really believe. Okay. So who, it makes me really believe. Who is the rookie that has most impressed you thus far? Herbig. 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 What round? Yeah, Herbig. What round? Was I think he, he was. I think he was a. Th- fourth round third or fourth round but he is a um he's like right behind tj watt and uh he's like a he's a linebacker and um my goodness gracious dude homie is came right out of wisconsin same type of position both rushers edge rushers dude is a absolute dog like he is a menace this guy 
Like he, his brother plays. He's an O lineman. Um, and that is Nate, I believe. Okay. It, I keep getting them mixed up, but I believe it is Nick Herbig who is the linebacker. I'm going to double check. So Nick Herbig is, yeah, he was drafted this year. So it was round four, pick 132. So he was round four, but he is a talented guy. Came out of Wisconsin, just like Watt. But like, there's just something about him. I I was like, when I was watching him, he's had like multiple tackles, multiple sacks. He he gets around guys. He's just very, very physical. And he reminds me of like a smaller version of Watt. And I love it. So I'm very, I'm very excited about him. Uh, but another guy that I'm, I'm kind of like just ready to see. I mean, obviously Joey Porter Jr. You know, he, he looked pretty good as well. I'm kind of excited to see what Darnell Washington will do this okay. year. And the reason is just because Darnell Washington, he's a big built, like six foot seven monster tight end. That's just like, or he might even be closer to seven foot. A lot of people are like saying he's like humongous, but like he's super tall. Every time he's in the end zone, like cornerbacks don't know what to do with him. So they'll just like hold him or pass interference always gets it. Darnell Washington. And like literally TJ Watt even said in an interview that Darnell Washington might've been one of the hardest people you got past in camp, like having to like run past mm-hmm. one. Like it was just like on one of the days it was like a, Darnell Washington gave him the most, most problems. So, but I think her big was the one that impressed me the most. He is somebody that I would be, if I were you, I, w- I would, you know, definitely keep your eye on him throughout the season. Just, just in general. I'm not saying like, it's like a, you know, don't take that as an insult because I know a lot of times when I say keep an eye out for him, you think of it as like a, Oh, Oh, you think the Bengals can't handle him? No, I'm just saying keep an eye out for him because he might actually be decent. Cause like, cause I mean like even Alex Highsmith had like double digit sacks last year and stuff. You don't like think that. the and Bengals then... can handle him? That sounds like exactly what you're saying is that you don't think the Bengals can handle him. No, I don't actually. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think this new, I don't think these edge rushers, I don't think you can handle as well as you could last year. Cause now we have like four solid guys on edge rushing. So my, We'll see. I mean, honestly, there is, I was, I was really thinking about it. I'm just, I'm very excited, but I, I mean, but, I, it, our season, I, I, your schedule is very similar. I mean, obviously you guys play a bunch of the first place teams too in the AFC, but I think that the Steelers have for the, for the amount of talent that they have on their team, I feel like this season should be a cake based on some of these teams that they play because a lot of these teams are rebuilding and yes, our team is in a weird like molding season where it's like, we have to mold together, but, but like we're versing and like, even like the, we're versing the South this year. Like who's, who's like that awesome out of the South really. I mean, is it going to be a situation where the Steelers look good on paper by their record though, but that's only because they played a bunch of these bad teams. Like, I think it was that defeated season kind of maybe, but I think that in, I think for me, like, I think, I think all that's why I think, I think the North is going to be just like solid in general because of some of the cupcake games we have. But I think that they're going to, I think they're going to look good winning these games. I think like, obviously like week one against San Francisco, it's probably going to be a tight game to the wire. Obviously, the division games against you guys and everybody else will always be down to the wire. I really can't see any blowouts happening this year. I feel like everything's just going to be tight-knit. But I feel like games such as, like, Houston, Indianapolis, Green Bay, like, you have some of those games, like, where I, I just think that they're going to look good winning. Like, it's going to be like, oh, this is a bad game, but I don't. But they're not going to win by, like, three points like they did last year. Like, when they beat Vegas last year. We versus Vegas week four this year. Like, I don't think we're going to win, like, 10-3 
or whatever it was last year. Like, I don't think we're going to win 10 three this year. I think we're going to win like, like, like a 24, like seven type thing where it's like, okay, that's, that was a good win. Okay. You know, I think, I think, I think a lot of these, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. I mean, I could be totally wrong. We could go freaking one in 16 for all I know. I don't know, but I really, there, there, it just, there's something special about this team more or less. I, I feel like yeah. it's, it's special, but I think it's, um, well, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's as special as the Bengals because I know all hail Joe Burrow <laughs> like, and everything on the Bengals. I know but. I joke about like the Bengals going undefeated and this is the best secondary to ever play football, but no, I kind of feel the same way about the Bengals in all seriousness. Like this is a very special team. The guy, the guys seem to have really good chemistry on and off the field. Um, yeah. We've had a fantastic draft class. I don't think there's anyone that I would say is a miss right now. Maybe, maybe Miles Murphy just because he was the first round pick. And that's, mm-hmm. it's not even that he's necessarily been bad. It's just as far as where he was picked and what he's done so far hasn't lived yeah. up to it compared to the other people. But that just is more so because the draft class has done phenomenal. Like Andre Lasivas, Yoshi, he was picked round six, but he has been phenomenal um, to the point where I, I still maintain that we're going to be able to re-sign T. Higgins. But if we don't, and if we aren't able to re-sign T. Higgins, we have T. Higgins as a backup for T. Higgins. He's, they're almost the exact same player. Yeah, and, and that's good, though. One of the things I hate, if there's like a thing that I hate about football, it is this time of year when players are getting cut, especially the ones that have been on the team for a while, mm-hmm. or they get traded. or Because next year is going to be rough. Tyler Boyd moving on. Cause I think, I think that's all but written right now that Tyler Boyd gets either retires or goes somewhere else, but um, that's going to suck because Tyler Boyd was one of the first pieces of this whole rebuild that has led to um, this dominant team. He's been there since 2016. So that's going to be hard to watch if we, if he goes to the Steelers, I'm going to cry. I mean, the only way – I mean, I feel like at this point in time, I don't know what we would do with him because right now our wide receivers are Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Allen Robinson. So I don't really know where he would fit in the depth chart unless, like, Allen Robinson, like, got cut next year or, or like, Deontay Johnson doesn't get re-signed or something. I feel like then he might fit in. But, like, I don't really know where he would fit in the depth chart without being, like, wide receiver four or five. I mean, but I think the reason he would come to Pittsburgh is just because he obviously played at Pitt and he's mm-hmm. only he only lives like 30 minutes from the city of Pittsburgh. Like, like that's where he was born. Right. I don't know the exact area, but it, it would be like any of it would be like anybody like coming back. It it's like, you know, sucks. wouldn't you want like wouldn't you like at a point like I feel like like, for example, like Miles Sanders, like I'm like I'm pretty sure he's from Pittsburgh. I'm almost I think he's from Pittsburgh went to Penn state and then he, he played, uh, played for the Eagles. Like he just stayed in the state. Now, granted, I don't know where Miles Sanders is now. I don't know if he's still with the, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he moved, but like, nonetheless, like, I mean, I feel like most players, like their goal is to stay as close as possible. And I mean, 
go figure. I mean, Tyler Boyd's only like four, four and a half, five hours from Pittsburgh. It's not like he's in LA, you know, like I know, across the it's country. Just, so it's, it's not, it's just. Josh, Josh, you're telling me that if you went, <laughs> if you, if you lived in Indiana, okay. And you, and you went to Purdue. Okay. And you got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys and your time was up and you had an offer to go to a up and coming promising Indianapolis Colts team. You wouldn't go just so you could be home. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that sentiment. I'm just going to hate it. Listen, I mean, it happens. I get why he would do your players. I mean, it it happens. I mean, we've had players that are former Bengals on our team before too. So I I mean, like it happens, but that was like big Larry, you know, like, Big Larry, it was like I liked Big Larry when he was with the Bengals, but <laughs> Big Larry, Big Larry, <laughs> Big Larry Ogunjobi, but it was like okay, I'm okay with that one. It was like, like some, it's just weird, you know, like when James Harrison was on the Bengals for a season. That's weird. I I didn't feel like that was. It just didn't feel right in my soul. Exactly, it, it's wrong. There's there are some players yeah. that you see them in a jersey and it's wrong. TJ Hausman Zada on the Seahawks is wrong. Jerry Rice on the Seahawks wrong. And that's not against the Seahawks. It just look up, look up those players in a Jersey. It just looks weird. Um, yeah. Adrian, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Tom Brady in a freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers Jersey did not feel right either, but I don't, but I feel like it was different and better because it wasn't like in this case, what we're talking about is you're going to a divisional rival. That, and I feel like that might even be theoretically worse than what Tom Brady did, I mean, where he was with the Patriots forever and then went to Tampa Bay, which is an NFC team. What if TJ Watt? What if TJ Watt came to the Bengals? I'd be sad. Or or George Pickens. George Pickens' dad played I for would, the Bengals. He still holds no. franchise records for the Bengals as a receiver. Uh, yeah, I would be sad. Okay, see, that's sad. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you get- I mean, but granted, George Pickens and TJ Watt. I mean, I feel like they're very. I mean, Tyler Boyd, I feel like at a point, like it would be like, yeah, you're comparing TJ Watt and like some of our big name players, like Tyler Boyd is a big name player, but he's kind of right now overlooked by Jamar. Right. And like T. But for us, for so, a while, he was our wide receiver one up until like which 2020. Which is, yeah. He was. I guess that does. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. And Tyler Boyd was like one of the guys who was like, I'm going to stick around for this team because I believe in this team. And yeah. George Pickens grew up around Cincinnati because of his dad. So he yeah, has, I mean, it's he has ties there, but if he came there, it would be weird for mm-hmm. probably both fan bases. And I think it'd be weird if Tyler Boyd went to the Steelers, even though he's got ties there because we'd be having to root against a guy who we've loved for so many years and not rooting against yeah. him personally, but rooting against the You're team. You're just rooting against the team that he's – yeah. And not only that, but it's just like – I mean, I feel like it's – it also kind of – like, I mean, I know that Juju left, but it still kind of bothers me that he now plays for the Patriots. I'm not going to lie. It does bother me. And the reason that it bothers me is because there's literally a picture of him posing with a Patriots fan in an airport and giving him the middle finger just for him to play for that team because he did not like the Patriots and now he's playing for the Patriots and it just makes me a little upset in my heart Uh but I mean I mean there's a lot of players that I'm like you know like good riddance like for example like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown like good riddance but then there's like other players where you're like dang that's really sad 
it's like and then, and then and then you have like a player like Alejandro Villanueva or a lineman who was like on the news because of the whole thing back in 2020 and then he went to the Ravens and just talked trash on the Steelers the entire time played like crap and then retired it's like <laughs> like okay whatever I don't really know what that was all about but whatever it- I mean, you get connected to these players, though. Like, even even the players that don't, like, necessarily play all the time. Like, Trent Irwin. He's our wide receiver four right now. He's, but yeah. We love him. He's not he's not elite by any means. No. But, like, if he were to go somewhere else, it'd be like, that's kind of sad, but go get your money, boo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. so that is closing thoughts on that. Yeah, well – well, also wish me and Josh luck. Um, we don't know when our next episode will be, but as of this recording, in about four hours, me and Josh both will be in a 15-person fantasy draft. Against Mr. Know. Lentz. <laughs> yes, against my father, who, <laughs> not only that, but also he is in a league. Josh was in a league with all of a bunch of friends of mine, and I guess family technically, from Pittsburgh. Because, you know, my dad's in there, so. But you got, you're, you're versing a couple of my guys that, like, you know, he's never met before, and I don't know if you ever will meet. I don't know. Maybe so, we'll, you'll cross paths, but. The one league I'm in, they made sure that I didn't get any Bengals players. But I got the defense. You did get the defense. They, I did see that. There were literally guys who were like, I don't want to draft this player right now, but if I don't draft him, Josh is going to end up with him, so I'm going to draft him now. They drafted yes. Joe Burrow before Patrick Mahomes just to make sure I didn't get Joe Burrow. But I ended up with Patrick Mahomes, so. I mean, I, I don't know how this league is going to go. Personally, we have, in years past, when I've done it, um, it's been 12 teams. This is the first year where we bumped it up to initially 14, but then I figured why not just add an extra team because 15 just makes more sense. And <laughs> sure enough, Josh was that 15th team. He was so gracious enough to join and uh, we'll be drafting tonight. And I don't think anybody's going to be stealing Bengals players from you. I personally am just looking out for myself. I'm not looking out to destroy anything because 15 teams, the rosters get thin. I don't really care who I get as long as they're good. So, I mean, but there, but remember this though, if I get the second, like the third overall pick and you a fourth, I'm picking Jamar chase. Just, just in spite. <laughs> just so you know, I'm, I'm just picking him in spite, but that's here nor there. Um, that's my only closing thought. I don't know if you have anything else, but well, wish just, us luck tonight. I just have my spiel. Oh, and that is, of course. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No But Show. Which, if you go onto the YouTube, make sure to subscribe to that because, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're posting some stuff that won't necessarily be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, including that awesome video, uh, awesome interview with the Cardinal rule where he kind of breaks down these trades that have been happening and uh, whether or not they're tanking for Caleb Williams. Could Kyler Murray be on the way out? Going to have to listen to that interview to find out our social media pages are no butts underscore show on Instagram and no butts show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bull moose podcast two. It's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, or subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone. What what team are you going to be saying that about? That lets somebody cook. What team do you think you're going to say that about? This year? Um, 
shoot me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's that might be for a discussion for another episode because I got to think about it because there's a lot of teams that definitely need just to need to let somebody cook. Okay, beautiful. That's the end of today's show with that little uh, epilogue, I guess. So see you guys later. Go do something nice for someone.